If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh! Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I am Greg. Today we're talking about... Billy Madison. <laughs> that was spot on. <laughs> that was not my strongest. That's But, yeah. I'm happy to have it at the bottom of my performances. <laughs> All right, Billy Madison. 1995. Yeah. It's common ground. This is we've well trodden territory in some sense. We uh, did Batman Forever the same year recently, mm. February of 1995, to get ah. specific. A budget of $10 million. $10 million. A return of $26.4 million. I like them odds. <laughs> How do you think this one went on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, not well, because yeah. I looked. This is one of those ones, so critics score 45%, but audience score 79%. Wow. I, I, I thought this was an interesting fact, so I dug a little deeper, and pretty much every Adam Sandler film follows a similar pattern. What shit? Like, oh, critics score. Critics. Like, there's one, I think it's Grown Ups or something, critics score of 7%, fan score of, like, 75%. <laughs> That's 10x, man. Yeah. <laughs> He he would probably just love that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't too. make movies for the critics. Yada yada. There's literally a line I had quoted, or maybe I did not quote, so I'll paraphrase that the director of this was like, "It's a bit of a humble brag." She was like, "I'm used to doing critically acclaimed movies, so it was weird for me to not worry about critics. But we knew that if the critics liked it, we'd done it wrong." Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah." But if that is how they think, kind of makes sense. How do you think this stacks up against other Happy Madison projects? Ooh. Um, from a both a critic and a viewer's perspective. I've just gone critic. Okay, just gone critic. Happy Madison. Happy Gilmore would be higher. Um, um, Waterboy would be higher. I don't have all of them in front of Mr. me. I've got Deeds. top three and bottom three. Mr. Deeds would be lower. So, the bottom three, Ridiculous 6 at oh. 0%. Wow. 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 Jack and Jill at 3%. Oh. The Cobbler. The Cobbler? Yeah. I, straight to Netflix? Yeah. Um, but So, the top three are all the non-Happy Madison films. So... They're Merowitz stories, new and selected. You know that Netflix movie with Ben Stiller and Dustin Hoffman? It's pretty critically acclaimed. They've got 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. And then Punch Drunk Love, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Did you see that one? Um, you know what? I always get that in Funny People Confused. Funny you say that because Funny People's number three at 68%. I like Funny I People. I like Funny People. I love it. People don't like it. There's something about it that really speaks to me. Does that sound Same. like... Yeah. Like, I just, uh, I can rewatch it anytime, partly because of Eric Banner. Yeah, ba ba boo yo. Kind of something about the, um, the Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen trying to make it vibe and that story, oh, like, becoming and, comedians. And one of my really favorites, nice. um, what's Justin his name? Justin Schwartzman. 
Jason. Jason. Schwartz. I love Jason Schwartzman. He's so good in that. Yo, Teach. Oh. How good is Yo, Teach? Oh, so good. Far Have out. you seen those clips of Yo, Teach on YouTube? It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like a whole episode, basically. Yes. Great. It's yeah. Jason Schwartzman's the man. He's a good man. Yeah. You know, he's a coppola. Ah. Which also makes him a Cage. Yeah, right. Because Cage is a coppola. Of course. If you come down to it, if, if, if you go back long enough, most people are coppolas, I are assume. Cobblers? Not, co- not cobblers, though. Cool. Coppola. Um, Coppola or Coppola? 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 Yeah, so I think Funny People might actually be a Happy Madison movie, maybe, technically. Yeah, but it's a Judd Apatow. It's a Judd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Judd. You know how you know that? It's got all the sentimentality of a Judd. You know that because his wife is in it. Oh, yeah. She's in all of them. Yeah. She's pretty good. I think she's always good value. She plays a, her role very well. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes she's literally playing the same person in her defense. This is 40 and not yeah. that same person. Well, Makes it's, me same, it's literally the same character. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy her. Well, so I'm not going to go into top 10 movies because we did that recently. But I will say this. Do you remember the number one film of 1995? Toy Story. Damn right. And do you know what else came out that year? Oh, tell me. Pocahontas. Damn right. They came out in the same year. Wrap your head around that. Pocahontas and Toy Story were released in the same year. That is interesting too, because this is the time when Disney was no longer smashing out hits. Lion King had passed, Aladdin had passed. Pocahontas, I can't remember if that was a hit. I guess it was in top 10, so it was a hit. But Yeah. It was if if you could if no one knew what was coming here, Toy Story, this movie that kind of came out of nowhere, the people that made that took over Disney. That's crazy. It is crazy. They are the, well, except now he's gone for inappropriate behavior. He got me tooed, which yeah. sounds pretty fair based on. Did uh, you John um, Lasseter? He was uh, he was a bit of a hugger. It turns out. Is it? Did he write Creativity Inc? Uh, the other guy did. I forget his name now. Uh, what's his name? Catmull, Ed Catmull. Ed Catmull, well, I, I was going to say I read it. I think I audiobooked it. I've got an audiobook. Do you, have to, you have to specify when you audiobook, don't you? Yeah. It feels like a cop-out. Yeah, you got to say I listen. Maybe just say I listen to that. Um, the other thing interesting about that, so obviously Pixar's born in 1995, right? Pixar that would soon do a reverse taker of Disney, which is kind of cool. But also born that year by virtue of Billy Madison being born that year, is what would eventually become Happy Madison. Ooh. So, 1995 was a big year for these movie houses. A few, a few power plays. A few or... power plays. So, how many, how many movies do you think Pixar has released since Ooh. Toy Story, or including Toy Story, since 1995? Since 1995. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to err on caution and say a lighter number, and say, like, eight. <laughs> You might want to Scale thicken up. the cream a little there, yeah. Scale up. <laughs> 18. 20. So, yeah, not far off. Guess how many Happy Madison pictures there have been since like <laughs> 50. 43. Yeah, I'll take Yeah, 50, 43. And I think there's probably some grey areas there too, but 43, Happy Madison, you know, launched off the back of Billy Madison. Happy Madison has... Happy Madison movies collectively have grossed 3.8 billion. And Pixar? Have you got that figure? 13 billion. <laughs> I was hoping for a more controversial figure, but that's still pretty crazy. Yeah. How much is the wall going to cost? Trump's wall? 
Like six billion? Sandler could pay for it almost. So, <laughs> you could build a wall out of Sandler VHSs. That's probably at odds with Spanglish. Although <laughs> yeah. at times in that movie, he, he felt like he had a wall. What was, <laughs> what was the barrier of his language with his kid? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you could say that there's probably a little more rigor and planning and effort and just general talent that goes into a Pixar movie. Yeah. As opposed to a Happy Madison production. Perhaps. Perhaps. I think one can assume. Well, it seems like a lot of it seems to be written on the day. (laughs) A little bit, there's a lot of ad libbing, and they just show up, and then there's, hey, I feel like throwing the dodgeball at some kids today. Versus everything in a Pixar film is obviously meticulous. Yeah, meticulous. All right, pop quiz. Do you remember any of the other top ten movies from 1995? Yes. Bonus round. What you got? Batman Forever. Or did yeah. we Jumanji. Yep. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Mm-hmm. Neither of them starring The Rock. Neither of them, unfortunately. Uh, there's an Ace Ventura 2. Yep. When Nature Calls. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. That was not a good movie. We'll cover that at some point. Alrighty then. You nearly got all of them. All you missed was Apollo 13, GoldenEye, oh. 7, and... Die Hard with a Vengeance. Ah. What, oh, what's your, what's your favorite Sandler picture? Okay. I have, I have moments in many of them. Yeah. But as a total picture, probably off the top of my head without thinking too much, probably Happy Gilmore. Yeah. And I actually really did like, if it's an Adam Sandler movie, I, I really did like Funny People. Yeah. So I was going to say that too. I don't know if it counts as an Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler mm. movie. I'd probably say the same thing on both counts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Funny people Honest question, my jam. did you cry and click at the end? I haven't seen click. What? It's on TV every week. Wow. <laughs> every week it's on TV. I've never seen it. You've never seen click? No. Nah. I think I, I It's checked- like saying I've never seen A League of Their Own or <laughs> Jurassic Park. I had checked out by this point with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I was okay. like, nah. It's just always on TV. So I thought everyone I've probably it. seen some clips. Um I don't know, so do you remember the first time you saw this movie or? I remember it was a big deal. Like, oh, you got to see Billy Madison. Yeah. You've got to. Um, I can't remember. I, don't, yeah. I definitely didn't see the movies. Same. I get the feeling that it was a big deal, but I think it was, for me, in my circle at least, a big deal years later. I don't remember the first time I saw it either. And it's kind of like trying to remember the first time you had McDonald's. It's just like, I don't know. It was just there. It's just there. It's just this stuff, this... Comforting Had it on Fridays. It's just there. Billy Madison Fridays. Yeah. It's just always just generally around. Um, Yeah, so what else do I remember at this time before the rewatch? I think um, Sonya Blade. Oh. The chick. She was in Pete Sampras' wife. Yeah. So you you remember her as Sonya? Was she Pete Sampras' wife? She is married to Pete Sampras right now. Really? Bridget Wilson. Absolutely. Well... Unless, as far as we know, unless they've had we can't con- be sure. When's the last they could have chance? had a conscious decoupling. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I remember, Adam Sandler wise, right? Okay, so like I said, I think I, I was late to the party a little bit, and I remember in the early days of MP3s, I had an Adam Sandler song. Do you, did you have any of those Adam Sandler songs? They're awesome. I actually, to be honest, I actually got the Adam Sand. I got the songs later. Right. Like I remember all those movies. I must have watched them closer to. I remember Happy Gilmore, when Happy Gilmore came out, I had already seen Billy Madison and I knew who he was. Right. And I'm just checking, they were a year apart, so I must have been 
But I, I saw them. And they yeah. were, they were all. Uh, it's like discovering the Beatles as an adult and going back. That's kind of what I had in late high school. Yeah. Well, no. Well, that's a bit of an over compliment. Not that he's the Beatles of cinema, but I just mean <laughs> in terms of like I knew he was supposed to be something, but I hadn't seen yeah. it. And okay. then, um, yeah, the music was there. That piece of shit car. See, I hadn't heard all that until later. And then I got it's a awesome. piece of shit car. I don't remember that one actually. And just keeps going on and on. I had two MP3s, so I listened. To, I listened to it a lot in those days, and I didn't really know who he was. Yeah, and at, at, on SNL, I think that was a big thing of his too, right? He had the Hanukkah song and all these things. I don't really I believe get. It was, it was a core, <clears throat> yeah, core gag. Did I tell you I saw him live? We no. went uh, in New York. We saw Judd Apatow was doing a tour. It's called Judd Apatow and Friends, and he did a great stand-up set. Mike Babiglia too. He's pretty funny. And then uh, his the friend that night was Adam Sandler, but most of it was songs. And most of it, as New Yorkers, most of these guys are like, "Oh my God, the Hanukkah song." I didn't know what it was. Yeah. They were kind of fun. Did you feel like an imposter on that night? A little bit, but it was fun. He didn't do the piece of shit car song. That was the only one I knew. Do piece did, of did shit you, car. Did you go, do piece of shit car. Yeah, do put. Yeah, so yeah, yeah do it. Fuck, do it. <laughs> do it. Um, yeah, anything else you remember from that time for you as a as a youngin in 91? Wait, what, was it? what year was it? 95? Um, do you know what I overlooked? Uh, when we talked about Batman Forever in terms of music, mm. Wonderwall. Oh, my God. That fucking song. What would these guys at house parties with guitars do without this song? What would drunk people on public transport do without Wonderwall? <laughs> on the way back from any sporting event. <laughs> what would the shitty room next to us at karaoke do without Wonderwall? Oh, my God. The drunk accountants next to us. This is how you judge a crowd. I've judged so many people. <laughs> All right, should we dive into the movie? Suntan lotion is good for me. He was born into privilege. Oh, really, fool? Really? And stood to inherit a fortune. But for 27-year-old Billy Madison, there's just one problem. How could I hand over my company to someone who couldn't even get through school? That's nice. It's not an idiot. Oh, oh, oh. Give me one more chance. I'll prove I can take over. First grade through 12th grade, all over again. And then I get to take over Madison Hotels. You're on. I want you all to meet Billy. Billy. You want some more of that? I didn't think so. Don't you think it's a little pathetic that just because of who your father is, you get to come to school all over again? Yes, I do. I already started or something. <laughs> Good morning, class. So let's all open up our reading its fun books to page 69. 69. <laughs> Where's Billy? He's in school, man. So what's it like being back in school? I don't know. I kind of feel like an idiot sometimes. Although I am an idiot, so it kind of works out. Universal Pictures presents... Invasion of England. 10.66. That is correct. Adam Sandler. I am the smartest man alive! Spanish Armada. 14.66. 67. Billy Madison. 14.69. 15.14. 1981. God, give me the answer! 
So I guess LaFontaine was sick that day. <laughs> how, how was the rewatch for you? Oh, look. I would say overall, not the best rewatch, <laughs> especially the opening scene, which was a serious pile of dumpster shit. Made me question myself a bit. I, I was, hadn't watched it for a long time. I watched it with my wife and she'd never seen it. We're no longer together based on me <laughs> watching this movie and saying it was decent. <laughs> you, the irony is there's a, the, re-watching it, there was, there's a quote from the movie that sort of sums up my overall sentiment of the film. So I'm just going to play that quote. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Poignant. <laughs> the irony is that that is actually the, my favorite, probably my favorite line from the movie as well. I agree. I had, I had bookmarked that myself as <laughs> it is such a perfectly written, delivered line. And it is the one, not the one, but definitely one of the saving graces of the movie where exactly. it's like, oh, it is self-aware or it knows what it's doing here. <laughs> and, oh, that guy just nailed it. Nailed it. That I, that I mean that for me it summed up the film. It's yeah. fucking a, the first scene is a rambling pile of nonsense. That's not funny. I, I didn't. I didn't yeah, at all funny. And uh, my wife kept put, same reaction. First of all, a what is this? B why did you like this? And I couldn't answer. But C why is he talking like that? Why is he talking like that? And I don't get that. And I guess I didn't get it then either. Really. I just accepted it, but I don't really get what that the is. The noises were funny, apparently. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But don't, then I again, I also struggled a bit with like, okay, so how, how many movies was it with Happy Madison? It was 40, 40 movies. So we're familiar with the tropes. But at this point, maybe they weren't tropes yet. So I, I was trying to assess like how much of it is as a result of the 40 movies since then. Because I have similar vibes with movies like uh, Pulp Fiction. Well, obviously, Pulp Fiction is a great movie. But then after Pulp Fiction, there's a lot of shit movies trying to be Pulp Fiction, which ultimately sort of ruined Pulp Fiction for me when I watch it. So I'm like, not that I'm comparing it <laughs> to, to that level. I compared Adam Sandler, The Beatles before. I'm not comparing <laughs> this to Pulp Fiction. But but yeah, I do think there's something in that maybe. But you can't, at this point, you can't extract yourself from the 40 movies since. And tropes are tropes, I guess. But yeah, I, I struggled with a lot of this. I really struggled with just what an asshole Billy Madison is. <laughs> what a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a good guy. Yeah, I think later in the movie. Later in the movie. But, but that's I guess his that, stick, isn't it? So here's the other thing He's too. misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. Until he's understood. <laughs> and we understand him because he does something nice. But there are say, things oh. I liked in it though too. So... The ones that the parts that got real random, like have you seen Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. The things that go to that level of randomness, oddness, I dig. Like the penguin. Just go all in. The clown with the blood coming out of its mouth. The song. I like the song. Like that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. When, once you get to that level, we're good. And there's the other stuff around it that's just that like half half baked absurdity. Yeah. But it was just dialogue rather than a whole. Yeah. 
But then I get conflicted because I'm like, I get that this movie is not a, it's not a story plot driven thing. It's just setting context for jokes. It's a, and I did find myself giggling a lot, but it was kind of that giggle of, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's a vehicle (laughs) for, it's kind of like sometimes those Saturday Night Live movies end up being one long skit. Yeah. And the scenes are a vehicle for them to deliver on the characters and yeah. Yeah, because it kind of just felt like I knew a lot of the lines and I still giggled at them. Yeah. So it was just like a bunch of sound bites kind of sewed together. Yeah. Were they nostalgic giggles? Yeah. I had some nostalgic giggles that reminded me of like, you know. I've never seen a bull duck before. Yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there that a lot. That was used in because again, Inacula. like all the movies we do on this podcast, these are the things you would have on VHS or you recorded. So you'd rewatch the fuck out of these things. Yeah. So Quite a, it became vernacular. There was heaps of it. Yeah, I, I'd be. I mean, I guess the proxy for watching it with genuinely fresh eyes are probably our wives, and they hated it, and they yeah. have good taste. So that probably <laughs> speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting you say the Ex-wife. SNL, the SNL thing. This base the same year this movie came out, both. Sandler and Farley got fired from SNL. Oh. Wow. Which is wow. a weird wow. which is a weird thing in itself. There's like a series of weird firings from SNL. And when we say fire, <laughs> it's just like your time's up. But like Chris Farley and Adam Sandler, they would have surely been at their peak. It's a weird thing. Farley might have had offset issues that led to his demise. Yeah, yeah. Apparently things were escalating on the on the drug front and he was yeah. potentially hard to manage. But Adam Sandler, I think, had been there. This was 95, and he'd been there since 89. I think he was a writer in 89. He didn't get on screen, I think, until 91 or something. I think by the time the film came out, he was probably already off SNL. So this wasn't like an SNL movie so much, not like you know, Night at the Roxbury or whatever. Yeah, true. There was, a little, there was peppers in there. There was a few little bits and pieces. Like, Yeah. I think the... This, I think the Top Once more lady. sloppy job. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a go. skit. That's a skit. Yeah. Sorry, go on. You were saying. Um, all right, so this script was written by Adam Sandler and what seems like an old SNL mate. Herity? Tim Herity, am I saying that right? Herity. So they wrote this thing. They had a director attached who was also an old mate um, of, of that crew, I guess. Not sure what happened, but long story short, that guy gets fired. The film's already shooting. They're on set, and they call in a new director. Tamra Davis. Yeah, Tamra. Tamra. Yeah, Tamra, Tamra. I went to primary school I with I think we spent... I went to primary school with a Tamra. Uh, there may have been an H in there, though. I think half of this podcast is spent trying to pronounce names... Incorrectly. In Hollywood movies. Like, it'd be one thing if, <laughs> if we were doing some, you know, world movies or something... Hashtag culture. European. Um, I'd never heard of Tamara Davis. I would never have said, oh, have you seen that Tamara Davis movie? No, but. But fascinating. She got, she got game. She got game, man. Married to Mike D. Yeah. Married to Mike D. Went to art school with Basquiat. Oh, I missed that one. Um, she it. actually made the documentary Radiant Child. Ah, I did know that. Yeah. She went to By art reading school. It. So not only that documentary, in other documentaries, she's interviewed as a friend of Basquiat. Ah. Like, so she's been all over the shop. Fuck, she must be cool. Yeah, she did a bunch of music videos back in the day. I think that's how she found her special Beastie Boy. But she did, uh, prior to this, 
there was this movie I'd never heard of before, but seems kind of interesting called CB4. I've seen that. Have you seen that? Is it good? Uh, I can't remember. I can only remember Chris the Rock. front cover. Yeah, and there's something about a radio station. Yeah, or... and it's like end up. It's like a piss take on MWA sort of spinal there's tap a censorship style. Explicit sticker over his mouth on the yeah, front yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never even heard of that. So she made that. Her air quotes critically acclaimed movie was a Drew Barrymore movie called Gun Crazy. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crossroads. Well, that's the <laughs> other thing. So, okay, let's let's draw out the spectrum here. She did videos, music videos for Young MC, Buster Move, Wild Thing for Tony Logue, Beastie Boys. She did Mbop. Great, great work. Do you know what else she directed? But would probably be my favorite movie looking at her list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Half-Baked. Yeah. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's like, I thought he wrote it. And I think that might be true. I think we'll, we'll probably do an episode on that, so I don't want to go too deep. But one thing I read going okay. off on a tangent here was that he wasn't happy with the final product, Ooh. implying that the director turned it into a kid's movie when it was supposed to be a fucking drug movie. Ah. Yeah, which puts the blame on her, which I will defend her at this point because she's won me over with all her interestingness. Her yeah. tentacles are all over... All of the pop cultural treasures I enjoy. And I'll be honest, I hadn't really heard of her before. I'd never heard of her. Yeah, I hadn't. didn't know she existed. I Googled her. Ultimately, at this point, she's doing a lot of TV. Yeah. She's done, nothing wrong with that. TV's the new movies, so she's, but she's, she's doing done, right. She's done eps in all the big yeah, all properties, the, right? Yeah, all the big programs. But yeah, she talks about this movie. She There's this article in the Washington Post where she talks about, you know, despite her whole career, this is still the most culturally relevant movie she ever made. So she talks about being called onto set um, after the last director had been fired. They'd already been shooting, obviously. And yeah, she read the script, obviously, and she's like, okay, I'm not totally, I didn't totally get this, but I'll do it. I'm going to go all in and I'm going to get out of the way of the comedy and make this thing what they want it to be. Like, really support the vision of this guy, Adam Sandler. And so throughout shooting, there was a lot of kind of improv and not in the Apatowian style i guess so much not like doing 10 versions of different lines but just full scenes so she gets a call one night about sandler's idea to do a dodgeball scene and to actually uh-huh. hurt the kids smash them oh, with dodgeballs yeah, so that was premeditated it was premeditated she thought it was hilarious she got permission from the parents and um but he, they didn't tell the kids the kids cried you mentioned Billy Madison. Yeah. I just want to ask you this story because the okay. dodgeball scene in that movie is so yeah. great. Yeah, where yeah. you're whipping the dodgeballs yeah. at kids, and then I found out later on, and I don't know if it's true, <laughs> that uh, that that didn't go quite as you thought it would go. It wasn't set up correctly. It was. I, it was our first movie that we were doing, and, and we had some control of, and we wrote that movie. Billy Madison is the dodgeball scene. I'm hitting all these first graders really hard, really hard with a dodgeball, and so we go to shoot it. And this is like 20 years ago, guys, so I'm just guessing if this is correct. But I, 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 so I hit some kid pretty hard, and he gets upset and he starts crying. And then the parents all come up to me, and they're like, hey, what's the deal? And I was like, what do you mean? What happened? They're like, you're the kid, you nailed that kid. I was like, oh, no, 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 that's the scene. I'm supposed to, I'm like a big guy, went back to school, I'm supposed to plug all these kids as part of the joke. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, I said, well, didn't they read the script? They go, they're, they're six. They don't read yet. Like, well, <laughs> I said, but I know, yeah, come on. And anyways, I uh, said, all right, I won't do it or something. 
and I think I told the guys to roll anyways, and I nailed a bunch of kids. And, uh, <laughs> something awful like that. But those kids uh, grew up, and guess who they are today? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That clip makes me like him a little bit more too. It's but, a good uh, clip. I think it's this funny. is one of the things we'll probably end up talking about more. But just how self-aware is he? Like, is this just a a day job for him, where he knows how to? He, he doesn't care about critic score. Uh, it I, makes money. I've heard the opposite. Yeah, I've that it bothers that him. He's. I've heard that he's. And when I say I've heard, I I literally <laughs> listened to one radio show where they were talking about this, and <laughs> they were, and he was saying, no, he he doesn't get it. He's like, how can the critics not? think this is funny really I'm, everyone thinks like jack and jill i think the, re- the talking point was jack and jill which i haven't seen but i understand it not to be awesome that's the thing i don't totally get either everyone seems to have their sandler movie that's the exception where it's like yeah no nah, a lot of his movies suck but have you seen zohan i'm like yeah but i would watch like thing. if big daddy's on i'll watch i'll it. watch it yeah 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 absolutely oh I'll, I'll watch mr deeds again it's maccas it's it's mcdonald's yeah i'll watch Waterboy. i'll watch I'll watch Gilmore. Waterworld. I probably won't watch Billy Madison again. Not for now. It's off soon. rotation for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But if, if it, it outside of this podcast, if it was on, I would watch it. Probably would have given it a go. But yeah, so lots of scenes like that, which are pretty funny, to be honest. Like, it's it's pretty funny. And so there's a lot of fluidity on set in that sense of just like, hey, I had an idea. Let's do this. And so the, the clown with the bleeding mouth was similar. And she's like, I don't know, man, but let's do it. So there's some element of that that i think is quite cool and so she fun. was the cool teacher yeah yeah so there's this tone there that's kind of fun because fucking what's his name ah norm norm mcdonald oh yeah big fan he's really maturing into a great old guy he always was an old guy yeah so he's grown into so he's himself. grown into his but uh thoughts. in this picture um a lot of fun He's just kind of around, but there's again like the dodgeball story. This idea of just kind of having a bit of fun on set. Um, very similar story here. Anyway, so I, t- uh, I I'm doing a scene with Norm at the pool, and I tell him I say my line. I think I did it very well, and then uh, I, I'm like, let me see how Norm, you know, uh, ping pongs this line back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so there was a little bit of a delay, and I was like, old Norm likes to take his time. Yeah. yeah. And then, maybe it's and an acting technique, maybe, right? Maybe he's going deep for this. Yeah, 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 right. And then I'm waiting a little longer, and I'm like, wow, he's, he's really milking this one. And then uh, a few more seconds, I noticed old Norm was sleeping. <laughs> right? Remember that? I got yes, to sir. You yes, fell asleep sir. while the camera was rolling. Well, uh, yeah. they wanted me to play a drunk. Uh-huh. That's right, that's yeah. right. And so I said, uh, you got some booze? <laughs> no, but also, also he called me Frank, and in my mind I was thinking, who the f*** is Frank? <laughs> that's right. I feel like I would like to be Norm. Yeah. If you're not familiar with current day Norm, Google Conan interviews. He's got his own talk show now. Does he? He's great value. He's just a weird old guy. Oh, I can't wait to In be a weird old guy. In all the best ways. We're going to be great old guys. We'll have a podcast and we'll just talk about <laughs> possums in our trees. Nothing will be plugged in. <laughs> yeah, nothing will be plugged in. Don't It'll mind be, them. It is podcasting. And, and our lovely wives will just go, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's this really interesting, oh, I'm not going to say rock and roll, but this, it seemed like a lot of fun making the movie. And I think with Adam Sandler movies, there's always a bit of that vibe, right? 
Like that must yeah. be how he gets these people. He's well, they're his mates. Yeah. So there's so always it's like, these you want to make another recurring, one. Yeah. yeah. There's these recurring actors, and that's kind of a bit of it's kind of charming. Like you always like he's obviously just got a few of his mates in to hook him up. Yeah, because I reckon even um, have you seen Hotel Transylvania? No, because that's all the same crew in voices. Oh, I didn't know. It. I, I wouldn't prioritize it, but it's not bad. Yeah. No, I I dig that I dig that he takes his mates with him because there's a couple of guys that have popped up in a lot of his movies that haven't really ever had their own thing. I can't think of any names right now, but there's some faces. There's that grandma's boy guy. Yes, that's exactly who I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, he plays he plays his gay best friend or his gay brother in. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Big Daddy. But that might be for the best because we also have Schneider. That's the one saving great, or not the one. Again, there's a couple of things I like about this movie. One of the things at the top of the list is that there's no Schneider. Mm, yeah. He was busy closing the Bigelow deal. All right, let's dive deeper into the movie. Greg, talk us through it. All right. Uh, we open at Professor X, Charles Xavier's School for the Gifted. None of the mutants are present. In fact, <laughs> there is no one gifted present. <laughs> fact. But that is where it's shot, right? That's right. Yeah. It's the same house as... Uh, and it was something else too, right? Yeah. I think it's been used for a few... That, that was a... Hemlock Grove or something. Or- yeah. Because there was a couple. That was that one jumped out of me. Mm. We are introduced to a young man named Billy, a man with seemingly endless opportunity and spoils in front of him, a lavish house, butlers, a golf cart to collect the mail. That is often the case with high society he is also presented with temptation and bad influences he's getting drunk by the pool with friends norm high on drugs method acting though mm, method mm. acting billy's father is a founder and chairman of a giant hotel conglomerate madison hotels uh, who had dreams of passing on the business to his only son billy but billy's behavior is not becoming of such a responsibility billy's Billy's father, an asshole billy is a jerk he turns up to a, you know, important board meeting, I guess, or an investor meeting or something at the family dinner table, mm. and he's drunk and he's nibbling on disorderly. He's disorderly, totally out of line. Not talking like a grown man. Oh, it's ridiculous. Why is he talking like that? I still don't actually still don't know why he talks like that. Oh, it's oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's father announces that he will be handing over Madison Hotels to his young VP, Carl. <laughs> Hey guys, Tristan here. So, we fucked up. Uh, Greg just said Carl. He actually meant Eric. And in fact, every time Greg says Carl and I say Carl, we mean Eric. And the one time we do say Eric, we actually mean Carl. So, just to keep you on track, every time we say the wrong name, you'll hear a little... Our apologies, and back to the show. Billy's father announces that he'll be handing over Madison Hotels to his young VP, Carl. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. He's, he's a bit of a thankless role in this. Uh, yeah. He was a big... He's good. Agreed. I, I, that's one thing, rewatching it now, I'm like, you know what? Carl was good. You need him. He's like a bit like when you're a kid and you don't appreciate Marge Simpson. You know, there's a bit of that to it. Or Lisa Simpson. It's like, you're mm-hmm. fucking nerds. Yeah. But you need that. That I makes agree. Sandler funnier. Yeah. And God bless him. And he had weird balls, and they're funny. <laughs> they were weird looking. But you saw him in Get Out, right? I can't remember him in Get Out. He was the dad. He was the doctor, the dad. He was. Oh. He's turned into quite a striking older man. I'll need to look that up. 
Um, so Billy's dad announced he's handing over the business to his young VP. But, you know, look, watching it again, I think Carl has some social etiquette challenges. He's probably not high on the EQ <laughs> spectrum, but he's worked bloody hard for that position. Yeah, more than Billy. More than Billy. Way more than Billy. Why would you, why would you even consider? He's a VP. Yeah. He's the obvious successor to your business. You don't give him the business. Yeah. But you give him responsibility. Yeah. So that's sort of what I'm thinking at this point. I'm like, whoa. He's classic. That's exactly what I'm thinking. He's gonna walk point. into all this privilege and responsibility. Sixty five thousand employees. Because on the books. Also, like CEOs, you kinda need to be a bit of a dickhead. Like, yeah, you gotta be you gotta step on a few hands if you're gonna climb that ladder. Nothing about uh, at this point. Nothing about this tells me the dad is making the wrong decision, essentially, right? He's no, no more a, of a dickhead than Billy. It's the obvious right decision. Mm. So he, he hears this, Billy and Fire. All of a sudden, Billy peps up as though, oh, I thought I was getting the, I I was getting the business, Dad. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and he's like, mate, you didn't even pass high school. You haven't done a fucking thing ever. Yeah. And he's like, I passed high school. And he goes, yeah, I paid your teachers, mate. Yeah, bad parenting. Yeah, I'm like, shit. Well, bad parenting. You paid his teachers. So then he's like, well, oh, how about if I just, you know, did school again? I can, like, go back to each class. For t- this is without consulting any school or anyone. Just goes, I'm going to get two weeks in each class and I'll get, I'll graduate high school, which apparently. Yeah. Like, do, well, doing two weeks of each grade of high school is equivalent to, like, an MBA and, like, and 20 years 20 experience. Years experience <laughs> running a... Well, what about this, Dad? I'll do. You know, which means you're really only getting six weeks of any of the grades that matter. Yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah. You do some algebra, you got the job. You got the job, buddy. Don't make any sense. Anyway, keep going. So, proving that the capitalist dream is alive and kicking and that rich people can do whatever they want, Billy goes back to school for two weeks of each year. So, I feel like the absurd, whilst, you know... It's still weird. The absurdity dies down a little bit at this point. Like he goes back to school and he. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Like at weird. this point, I was hating it so much, but then once it kind of got over that. I felt like I'd just watched the end of the opening half hour of Space Odyssey 2001. <laughs> the first half of Deer Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first just... five hours of Deer Hunter. <laughs> you know, that fucking wedding is over. The fucking abstractness. <laughs> They're going to Vietnam. Just go. Yeah. Go. And it then becomes, as I mentioned earlier, that sort of more vehicle for a Saturday Night Live skit. Um, but Sandler sort of begins to balance out these weird crashness with these sort of soft, tender moments, pretending to piss himself so his mate doesn't get embarrassed. Peeing but your it was pants kind of is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. I think that line holds up. I mean, it, it holds up. Yeah, it, that scene's a bit weirder now. Like the fact it is, it's all very school playish. It is. Yeah. Look, the real the real thing for me that I couldn't get my head around, other than the fact that he was rich, was the uh, the love interest. So he, he basically is in, he's meets his fourth grade teacher and it's uh, Miss Veronica Vaughan, Bridget Wilson, Sam Perez's wife, Sonia Blade. That still blows my mind. They're married. No They're wonder married. she's not working. Mate. Wait, I didn't mean that in a sexist way. I just mean as in like if I married Pete Sampras, I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working it. Fun fact, people used to say I looked like Pete Sampras. Really? Mostly in the eyebrow area. <laughs> You've got a I thought I was more of a philippusis. <laughs> yeah, I bet you <laughs> So he's got this, like, he has the hots for his teacher, but she just turns out to be a massive gold digger because, you know, why else would she be dating this absolute battler? 
That's a hot take. That's interesting. You I don't want. I didn't want. Yeah, that's now that you mention it. How else? And again, hey, we're a feminist podcast here at Double Impact, but looking at the data here, she shows zero interest. No, but actually, to be fair, she said it in the beginning that you get to go back to school because you're rich or... Yeah. So she says that, but her actions say something else, I guess. So there's no reason for her to suddenly like him. There's yeah. no inciting well, he's, incident. He's, the turning point where she sort of shows interest is when he pretends to trip over and grabs her breasts, which she didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. You're right. On the bus. And she knew he did it as a dare to the kids. There's no reason for her to like him at all. Yeah, he's other than he's loaded. Yeah. Zero. Anyway... That's kind of where I got to on that point. Um, so then he pushes through. Poor Carl gets increasingly, you know, frustrated that he might be not getting the company to run. So he... Fair enough. Yeah, deservedly. He finds a way to sort of frame Billy and did some gold, uh, some dirt digging on the principal, and gets the principal to say that Billy paid him to pass one of the classes. All comes undone. Billy goes back on a bender, gives up. Veronica Vaughan comes in and goes, get back in, get your ass back into gear, Billy. And they have a lovely song. That was kind of fun. He gets back into gear, but then it's too late. But then he says, no, I'm not done yet. And he challenges Carl <laughs> to an academic decathlon. Do you remember what sparked that idea? No. A shot of Bruce Jenner. What do you mean? That was the photo he looked at in his... You know that trope of the movies where it's like, oh, look around the room and I'll come up with an idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was a photo of Bruce Jenner (laughs) crossing the finish line. Uh, I had to rewind that. I was like, was that Bruce Jenner? Oh, that's good from you. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll inspire you to be all you can be. Um, But that's a worse idea than going to high school or doing two weeks of school. Uh, So they went ahead with that. That was my Adam Sandler. (laughs) Which one? Oh, mine sounded more like Scooby Doo. I was going to say it sounded like. <laughs> Imagine if Adam Sandler did Scooby Doo. Anyway, ipso facto, a couple of funny scenes. Wins the decathlon. He has a big graduation party. This guy's so self indulgent. Like, you graduated from high weeks. school in some weird cheat way. Again, agree with the weasel. It's like, is he going to do this every two weeks? And why was the weasel there? They had a terrible yeah. ending. Oh, he got shot. Why did he make the cardboard cutouts to <laughs> indicate where he was? They used it as like a montage thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this guy, who's the VP of this hotel chain, took time out of his day to make a poster <laughs> with different grades on it. Get a popsicle stick and put Billy Madison's face on Photo, it. Photo, and then color in the lips. Color it in, and each time he passes a grade, he moves it up one notch. Who does this? This is not human behavior. It's not in character either. This is just not a thing, and it's really disturbed me. Continue. It, it shows me creativity. Uh, well, maybe he's in the wrong job because I agree. Arts and crafts are uh, food for the soul. I would say you've demonstrated you have. The creative nous to navigate the modern hotelier's world. That was the test. You passed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets the girl, saves the day, and then he's like, I don't want to be a teacher. I'm giving the company to. No, Eric? he wants to be a teacher. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then, I don't want to be a teacher. I'm taking a company. Uh, <laughs> fuck teachers. No, he he says, I don't want the company. I'm going to give it to Eric, his <laughs> other mate. 
He's not really worth mentioning. Well, he is worth mentioning because he's fake Kramer. Oh, he is fake Kramer. That's all I can ever see him as. He stole the raisins. Of course. That's all I can ever... He was in Breaking Bad as well a little bit. But he's he's always going to be fake Kramer to me. Mm. But he deserved it. But also, he shouldn't like... There's no reason he should like Billy. Yeah, there's no reason anyone should like Billy. Yeah. Except for There's no reason Billy should have a portaloo inside a tent. Yeah, that, that all that was weird. And then put porn on the inside of a portaloo, which has no light, which is carrying fecal matter with no flushing system. The whole setup was weird. Why do you have that inside a tent? You're literally keeping the air inside. Oh, she why giggles he got a about tent? it. Why, a, yeah, why are you on a tent? He lives in a ginormous oh, mansion. Oh, hang on. I, I will defend to my death his right to build a fort, but... True. I would not put a portaloo inside it. We have a functioning toilet out there. Let's flush our feces away, far away from us. Let's not have it sit here. Stewing. Yeah. So that's the film. We haven't talked about Steve Buscemi. I was Buscemi. trying to figure out... Buscemi, great, great actor. Great actor. Very. In every Adam Sandler movie, and how is he swinging this? The only theory I can come up with is they did airheads together before this and they just must have become mates. Is that is that it? Yeah, totally. Surely, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess so. Wish I did airheads with Adam Sandler. Mm, don't eat airheads. But that, that's another, actually, that's another point I really liked about the movie. Again, in line with Wet Hot American Summer, his whole storyline, the weirdness of just like the lipstick and everything is just like... I, that's what I had a genuine lull, I think. Uh, mate, for me, without doubt, the standouts were the cameos. Mm. So, between Steve Buscemi, Buscemi, Chris Farley. Yeah. The principal. That Veronica sorry, Vaughn. The high school principal. Yeah. One piece of ace. <laughs> yeah, those guys were outstanding. And that was kind of more, that was kind of more like the Saturday Night Live vibe. Just Yeah, yeah. How's the hold up, you reckon? Not well. Yeah. Did you know it's Robert De Niro's favorite movie, apparently? I saw this. Is that one of those things? Uh, it could be bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he said Al Pacino, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, because he's in Jack and Jill. Oh, yeah. Sometimes people get De Niro and Pacino mixed up. Okay. That's my Al Pacino. Nice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sounds like you. That's old Pacino, not young Pacino. We're in hell here, gentlemen. Yeah. I've scared away everyone I've ever loved. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I've pissed away all my money, believe it or not. <laughs> Any given Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. I got that from the vibe, not from the dialogue. Yeah. Or the There's accent. different eras of Pacino. <laughs> yeah, we talked about true. this. He evolves like a Pokemon, not... He doesn't age like a human. Yeah, I mean, listen to Michael Corleone. He's articulate he in different states. Yeah, he's a normal human there. Well, give give yeah. me a Corleone. You broke my heart, Fredo. What was his last name? What was what was what's the name's name? I have to go away for the weekend. Oh, that's pretty good. Is it? <laughs> that was good, <laughs> bastard. That was good. Um, all right, I had a list of things that I thought aged pretty well. Okay. So I keep talking out of the microphone here. I think I mentioned it before. The clown, the death of that clown falling over and bleeding, and everyone laughing. I genuine lulled. That's a genuine lull. The song, genuine lull. Yeah. Veronica, I thank you. For beating the shit out of me. I loved how it was very Disney in even how he sang it. Because he can sing. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. made he a can, choice he to can, make it sound like that. He can definitely sing. We know and that. she's like, 
Billy, oh, Billy, I knew you had it in you. Yeah, that's like, fun. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm filming this. Steve Buscemi we talked about when the, the bad guy gets set on fire and they all have a giggle there too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lol. In the kitchen? Yeah. yeah and, it was hectic. And the penguin, the penguin's still a lol. Oh, yeah. I see what's going on here. I didn't like the penguin anymore. Really? I, yeah, that. I don't know why. I couldn't, be, couldn't um, tell you. Also, I don't know if it means it's aged well, but it hasn't aged at all, is the fact that Adam Sandler still dresses the same, essentially. He has not dressed differently. That's an interesting observation. He dresses, he doesn't dress well. No, he's, it's not his thing. Yeah. Oh. He's comfy. Strangely enough, Sandler says this is the closest he's ever come to playing himself. himself? Yeah. Big mistake. Don't say that. Um, yes, it is. But that's, I feel like that's his piece. He's a pretty honest this is what this is me. He casts his love interest well, as in like. And so I was I, a I dentist, and my dentist assistant was Jennifer Aniston, and yeah. you know she loved me, but I didn't realize. And then eventually, you know, <laughs> yeah. So in terms of, I mean, they're the things I liked. I think they're the things that hold up. There's not a lot of them, but it's just certain ingredients. In terms of things that didn't hold up, again, I go back to I don't know if it doesn't hold up or if it's just that this formed the template of the stuff that I got sick of. You know what I mean? It's the, He formed, I guess, his Sandler tropes. It's like the one we were just making fun of. The There's a woman in this movie that he has no... Re- there's no reason this woman would fall for him, and that seems pretty consistent in every Sandler film. He's a misunderstood nice guy. He comes up with a kooky plan. You know, like, these are all the tropes of a Sandler movie. Heart of Gold. Heart of gold, it turns out. Heart of gold. He wins Temper. everyone over in the end. Temper. Yeah, and maybe it was fresh oh, when this came out. Happy maybe that Gilmore. was fresh. I don't know. Say again, sorry? Maybe that was fresh when this came out. I don't, I don't Well, the know. yelling bit was fresh. <laughs> what? Happy Gilmore. Oh, oh, what? Billy, they always, he always yelled. That uh, was part yeah. of his line. You shot. No. Yeah. You know what? You suck. That was good. That was a Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, that's what I thought. It was definitely... You weren't Gilbert Godfrey, you were the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think that Adam Sandler is Gilbert Gottfried mixed with Paulie Shaw. Ooh. Do you think that happened in a lab somewhere? Okay, I, I'm digging it, but I just reckon he's got a little bit more sex appeal than that combo. Like there is, like he has got a bit of charm on camera, more than those two. What about, we haven't talked about Chris Farley. Let's talk about this great man. I do think we'll probably do Beverly Hills Ninja or um, not Beverly Hills Ninja, Tommy Boy or something, right? Yeah, at some so point. we're not going to. So let's save. Let's we'll save the deep stuff for then. But he just man, scene stealer. Yeah, lights Straight up the whole away. thing. You can't. I think even Ara too. She hated the whole movie, and then her face lights up when he's on. She doesn't even know who he is. But, but how could you articulate? You don't go like, oh, he's got. He just. It just seems like a. Big ball of enthusiasm, and he just approaches everything with that, like, oh, yeah, 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 pretty special MVP. I would I think, say, yeah, I had him as that. Just good, yeah. great. <laughs> what does he say? <laughs> Amazing, wonderful, <laughs> yeah. And when, um, the montage of Billy learning and the shirt off thing, or when he does <laughs> that, is great, correct. that is correct. Nailed it again. You know, they were shooting Tommy Boy at the Gone same time as soon. this. Really? Yeah. So, basically, they both got fired from SNL the same year. I couldn't quite understand whether this was made post that or or what. But either way, they were shooting 
uh, that movie at the same time, and they would hang out at night. The director talked about this. Tamra talked about this. And they would have this running gag of finding each other fake dead. And I think Graphic. I think one of... i got to look it up. I can't remember. I'll make it up uh, close to this. <laughs> the the um, Chris Farley's one was they found him naked with a, like a bottle up his ass or something. <laughs> What a what a what a point in history to just be jamming with your mates and you create a fucking empire off the back of it. Mm. How about that? Not everyone thinks it's an empire, Greg. Really? We talked about the big bad in this film. What was his name again? Carl. Carl. What about Carl? I'll let Carl tell you. Okay. You know, our camera guy comes up to me and goes, you know, when I was a kid, he goes, my favorite movie, that's the my favorite movie is Billy Madison. Bradley Whitford goes, you should watch better movies. <laughs> But he's, you know, he's been in a critically acclaimed Emmy-winning performance. Uh, yeah. In a Are White you a House. West Wing guy? Have you watched that? No, but Are I've been told guy? I should be. Huh? Are you an Aaron Sorkin man? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Ultimately, I think a couple of other things do not age very well. The baby talk thing. Bap yes, bow. correct. Um, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Does not. Does, does not. not. But I think cultural relevance, you still must give this at least a C plus, right? Like it's still, we talk about this. I probably quote this unconsciously. I think definitely. Yeah. Um, hey, I thought of one thing else that I found a little bit off-putting in it. Um, there was multiple times when I thought that as a relationship is probably not appropriate. Mm. And I'm not talking about the funny ones of like penguins hugging people. <laughs> Pe- Just think, like, Chris Farley fellatioing a penguin's beak. That was okay. Yeah. yeah. There was just a few times when there was like a particularly young girl, like one of the schoolgirls. Oh, And like his yeah. mates were like, I don't know, it was just a bit weird. That's a good point. I glossed over them? some of those high school bits. He's like, no, I won't make out with you. I'm like, mate, you're 27. This girl yeah. is in like year eight. <laughs> it's True. a bit weird. And then his friend at the graduation is trying to pick up the chick and she's yeah, like, Yeah, that's, that's that kind 13. of, well, well, I was about to say, that's not going to fly then, now. Well, not that it should fly then, but just in terms of... <laughs> yeah. I, we didn't notice You would then. not put that in a movie now. You would You're not. not. No. And you shouldn't. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. No. Not good, Sandler. That. Well, ultimately, what was your verdict? Rewatch, reboot, or bin? Uh, rewatch. I think we're still in rewatch territory yeah. on this one, too. I think it's, even though it's not my favorite one, lots of issues, but it it's is... It's not a watch. If you haven't seen it... Uh, yeah. You probably wouldn't. Carol, well, both I our think wives I would it. say it might be a watch just for cultural significance. Knowing that this is what started it all, maybe is is. I think it's important. I do think, though, I do rate Sandler as an actor, and I hate that he's not. He'll do it now and then. Punch Drunk Love and Funny People and Spanglish, not so much, maybe, but. He's got it, man. Like, do something. Like, what kind of role would you want to see him do? If Sandler was to do something that brings him back into relevance, like, what do you think that would be? Oh, that's a hard question because I I keep going back to funny people, but I kind of feel like that was it. Yeah. Funny people was spot on. That felt spot on. Yeah. I think there's maybe... Because he plays up a washed up comedian who's loaded and probably doesn't get the mark anymore. Yeah. so, So how could that not be the closest to him playing himself? You know what I mean? But um, I think there's a little bit of Coen Brothers flavor in him that could be extracted. I could have seen him in in um, one of the vignettes in um, 
What's it called? A Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs, yeah. Yeah, Buster Scruggs. You could have seen him in one of those. I like the Pressed Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Merowitz stories, actually, that's, that's, I think that's a good example. Sandler, do something interesting. Yeah. Next week, what picture are we doing? Uh, next week, we are doing a little, we're, we're changing genre. Um, showdown in Little Tokyo. Mm, good picture. Is it, though? We'll see. We will see. Only time will tell. Good evening. All right, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Oh, Billy, sweet Billy boy, I knew you could come back.